0: couldn't make the feast uh, last week. They are, I have to say, if you didn't make it and you haven't made one yet, make sure you get to the next one. They are fast turning into uh, an extraordinary event of food, creativity, (laughs) interesting dishes, um, amazing. So... uh, yeah, above and beyond, so yeah, make sure you get to the next one. Um, Guys, it's so good to see so many of you, and we, um, I think, could somebody who in the room, somebody, Angie, you're smiling at me, but then you always (laughs) smile at whoever's at the front. Would you pray for us this evening? Just, yeah, thank
1: you. Father, we just thank you that We're here by your invitation and this is is about you and for you. We just pray um, that, yeah, that you would just have your presence here and it would just be an opportunity for us to gather together, be your community um, and just nurture us as the evening goes on, um, lead our discussions, lead our thoughts. Because um, we come this evening just to say simply that we love you um, and thank you for everything that you've done for us. We just pray now we put you in charge of this evening um, and just ask that for your presence to be with
0: us. Amen. Thanks Angie. Brilliant guys. Well, um, tonight we're going to do a little bit of uh, recapping. Uh, Just with reflecting on that there are a number of people um, gathering who were part of Reset. So we started back in April um, through to the summer. And yeah, just an amazing journey of beginning to sort of regather together in this space where we gather in many other ways, but this has just become a really precious space together where we get a good couple of hours where it's increasingly um, to be the space where we just want to do a lot more equipping and training and up close conversation and wrestling through things. And we've just been chatting about it this week. And in, in many ways, it is a little bit like you know re, replanting. We've called it reset because because there was a you know that sense of coming out of COVID. Um, regathering as community but then new communities also gathered along with us and we're just not the same people are we? We're not all in the same places that we were in a few years ago, we're not the same community as we were um, even a few years ago. So just wanting to go back, so for some of us this is going to feel like going over old ground perhaps, for others of us it may feel entirely new. But we've just been sort of clocking that there are there's been gaps along the journey in the story as people have just continued to join the community as we've moved in and shaped. And therefore it just means that we don't all get the full story, do we? It's a little bit like coming in partway through um, a, a, a series series on a TV and you end up being one of those really annoying people that constantly goes, so, so who's he? What, what's he about? Why is he doing that? <laughs> and so we just felt like through this coming year together just to sort of slow up again and all come back around some of the same um, points that we just feel like the Father wants us to continue to grow in together as a community that he has called us to be. And so we know for some people, um, guys, over the next few weeks, Uh, As you see that unfolding, you may have thoughts and questions or doubts even about whether this on a Wednesday night is the space um, that is right for you in this season. Please just chat with us about that. It's all good Um, if you want to step back once you get more of a sense of what this is going to be about, um, because there are other ways that we can continue together, and we just want people to feel um, you know, part of of what God is doing in this space, and really able to, you know, commit into that consistency with one another, so that we can really build. So, what we're going to just start with tonight? A um, little bit of a get up and move around, um, just for some conversation. So, on the floor at the back, we have closest to where sort of Angie is. There's a date to around 2010. To this end, it's about 2013. And then over there somewhere, there's 2018 and 2022. And what we'd like you to do to start with is go and place yourself on the timeline as to when you got connected or became part of Carl Vineyard community or when you would have felt like you started calling this your home. So if you go and place yourself date-wise where you would put yourself in that story. For those in the room that are having any kind of brain fog, ask a younger person uh, around you. They might be able to shuffle you into the right direction. wasn't looking at you, Tim, when I said that. I put myself. Are you alright? Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. I just. Linda's doing it.
2: She's putting her in thing down.
3: Fish. <laughs>
0: Okay, and can we have a, a, a special hand raise at the moment for anyone who it was between the beginning of 2020 and kind of towards the end of mid to, to end of 21. Anyone in that bracket that joins the community specifically beginning of 2020? No one's... Cheryl and Anna. Anna's... Kaylee, around... Okay, so just a spe- specific note with those guys, because joining a community in the middle or moving in the middle of a lockdown or moving into a community in the middle of a lockdown, not not easy. So what I'd love to do is just take a few minutes. Now, this could get a little bit chaotic, so that it doesn't have to be exact. We'd like the beginning... So in, those that are in the 2011-ish... Kind of 12, 2012, guys. So from there, and who's the, who's 222? That end? Oh, brilliant! That's worked out alright. So essentially, what I'd love you to do is grab somebody or into a couple of little groupings all the way down, so that we end up with a mix of those that were newest to the community with those who joined at a very different time. And the question is, the question is just to say, just to have a chat around what brought you here? What brought you to be part of the Carlisle Vineyard community? Yes. They're going to be quite close. Together, right? Perfect. Diagonal. So a little bit of whatever thats dosy doing down the room. Okay, so we're going diagonals. Find someone that is not from your era. That's the bottom line and chat around why can't, what what brought you to be part of the community. guys, if you can just draw your conversation to a close. Um, if you do need a seat, we can sit down for the next part of the to, to just get feedback. It um, might be easier, so... Okay, guys, we're just going to get a little bit of feedback. I wonder if we can ask, for those that were sort of down in this corner, so I think maybe it was perhaps the Askews or at least Joss, Andy and Roe, Jan. Who else was down in Kim maybe in that first 2012? The Reynolds, Lucy, Rachel. okay. So um, from you guys that were there at the beginning... I wonder just in a couple of minutes from a few of you, if you could just uh, give us a sense of what was when, when you heard about this thing, when you talked to, Anne, you know, however it came about that you got connected with CVC, um, what was it that you understood or thought you were joining or becoming a part of <laughs> and Why? So just try and keep it really brief, you know, not, not so much the whole story of why you joined, but what was the, the in a sense, the, the reason? So if that, that makes sense? Rhoda? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were all a bit worried. I didn't want to let her loose tonight, give her a, an opportunity to speak. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, so Kim?
2: a slight insult when a teacher gets
4: handed a microphone because, like, I'm, I'm good at vocal projection. Um, but it's fine. I understand that there's lots of different things. Um, um, so someone can turn me off. Um, if, um, so, like, the church has a bad reputation in lots of ways. And remember, thank you, whoever did that. Um, I remember listening to something by um, Shane Claiborne and there was a survey done and it was in America to be fair, with, but at the same time Potato Potato. Uh, there was... Hello, Kim. Um, Hi, <laughs> Tim. Anyone else American? Um, and uh, th- is that thing of... When he did the survey, what is the church known for? And it was something like the church is um, anti-gay, anti-people, anti... I can't, I can't remember what they all were, but there were these things, and you just think, oh, man, that's not what one the church has been known for. And I think the really refreshing thing that we experienced when we first became part of Calavinyard was being part of a church reprogramming in the minds of people in Carlisle what a church was. So at that point in time, when you're in somebody's house fixing it up or when you're out on the street giving something, I remember that, that story came to my head. I think it was Tim Wright, correct me if I'm wrong, that went to the station and did you give flowers to a lady who was into a nursing home and you gave flowers to a lady that was, I can't remember how old she was, and it was the first time she'd ever received flowers. And you're like... I love being at the church, being reprogrammed for being anti-X, Y, or Z, or this thing of hatred, to actually being whatever the views are and theories about that, but actually the fundamental and foremost is we're bringing God's kingdom here into Carlisle, into the city. And that, for me, was really a refreshing thing of being part of reprogramming that in people's minds. Because I think even in, in, in Carlisle, people have very, very mixed view of what church is. A lot of people just think it's boring, and it isn't really very often boring here, is it, really? You never know what's going to happen.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Eskew Brothers. Um, Anyone else from that that stage that's got anything they'd like to add specifically to that? Otherwise, we'll just maybe ask Andy and Ro. Just to add to that, guys, what would you... Luce, did you have something? No.
5: (laughs) Okay. You know, like Tim was saying about the you know the feasts and the barbecues and things that just attracted the people where we were, and they just came and some of them actually came and stayed, you know just because they saw
0: so just being present. As community, but in the community and and just being there, reaching, you know, where people uh, are at. Kim, did you want to?
2: church will come uh, home, and I remember Tim showing up, and he's pretty sure
1: I'm a bit complicated because I was there then but then we went away and then we came back. But I had another story on because it was another thing with the kids were really important and it was
2: like the children were really involved in everything we did. And it was another flower story because you challenged us one week to go and give flowers to someone. And um we Alicia used to be at Bishop Park Goodwin, florist near there. And then there's the co op, so we bought some flowers after school. And I was thinking, in terms
1: of risk, I was like There's of old ladies at co-op. So it'll be nice and easy. I'll ask Alicia, <laughs> you know, who I should give the flowers to, and it'll be some old lady, and I'll go up and give her the flowers. And so I said to Alicia, we got to the bit, and I was like, right, Alicia, we're going to pray, and I want you to tell me who I should give the flowers to. And she pointed to this woman, who was the hardest-looking, young <laughs> woman um, across the road, and I was like, oh, I could But I'd said to her then that we... We were going to give these flowers from the church and from the Lord. Um, <laughs> so I had to go up to this woman and give her the flowers. And I was just like, um, I just wanted to give you some flowers because at our church we were kind of talking about it And we just wanted to say, you know, God loves you. Um, <laughs> anyway, and she came up with this whole story and she, you know, drug addiction and all this stuff. And she'd had this really, and she was like, I've had such a hard day. This is so amazing. And stuff, um, and you know, it, it really did push you a little bit, you know, because I wouldn't have done that on my own. But it also meant that the children saw that as well, mm. and they got to be part of it,
2: which was involved quite
0: a lot. Yeah, it goes back to what Roe was saying on Sunday. You know about becoming like kids. And so when the kids are involved and and they're capturing the heart of what Jesus wants to do as well, then we all just get to go and do the same thing together, don't we? But we're living out of, for you, Susan, it sounds like there was a bit of radical obedience had to come into play there as well. So it's very childlike on one level, but then deeply challenging on another level and really simple, isn't it? You know what I'm hearing from you guys is there's just some beautiful simplicity when, you know, that you guys came together around this vision of wanting to be the best church, not in the city, but for the city, and to see the love and hope of Jesus spill out into every heart and home. And there were practical ways of doing that, and there were word ways of doing that. And when people then just stepped out in obedience and became a part of that story, um, life started to, to spring up in these places. So I want to, Andy and Roe, whether you guys want to just add into that for a few minutes in terms of what was in your hearts. And guys, why we're going back around it is because I think many times we're still wrestling out, um, getting caught in this thing of doing church and what it means to be church and having to just revisit that because they're often deeply embedded in us um, as to what that's become rather than what the Father has called us to be as a community and then how we walk that out. And that's why we are needing to reset because we've gone w- – there are some areas where we just know we've gone a bit wobbly and we have gone a little bit off track to what the Father set um, in that, that vision and, and in his heart. So who would like to okay,
2: – <laughs> No, you go for it.
3: I, um, I was trying to give you eyes to say, oh, it's nice to hear other people's voices, but it's hard to communicate that in eyes, isn't it? <laughs> I, um, I think I'm, uh, I'm feeling a bit funny about tonight. Um,
2: yeah, I'm feeling a bit funny, I think. Um I think when we started, we just
3: had a heart to say there's people in the city who don't know Jesus. And we just want them to meet my best friend, you know. And we promised other church leaders we won't invite anybody from your church, we just want to be for the city and love the city. And I I remember those stories. I, like I remember Jude having one balloon in one Easter. And he prayed, we just prayed, and he gave it to somebody, and it just led to this incredible moment of praying for somebody. And we're just standing around, amazed at Jesus. I remember early on just saying, How? <laughs> I mean, I think we're all, I think you know me well enough, that nobody will go, oh, what amazing leaders Andy and Rhoda are. <laughs> but we wanted our heart to be, wow, look at Jesus. Like that, Jesus to be the only explanation. What's going on? So whether it's the kids on the flowers or whatever, like, oh, Jesus is at work in this lady's life at five road ends. Jesus is at work in in the schools in the different places, and we just stand around going, amazed, amazed. Somebody was hungry, like, Ma, like she was hungry, and somebody gave her a burger, and he was anointed in that moment. She community, she found. Hope and meaning and purpose. And it was stuff like that when the car washed off. But I don't want to just be reminiscing here. Because I don't think, oh, I'm preaching now. So I feel like we wanted to be part of something where Jesus was the only explanation. And we didn't want to start anything. We didn't want to start. And I don't know how to say this without it being misunderstood. But we didn't just want to start a church. We wanted to join in what God was up to. Does that make sense? So that's why I'm kind of feeling a bit funny tonight. Because I don't just want to be like caught in the trap of, oh, the good old days. I
0: something really important though, isn't about, and that we all, I'm sure Annie, totally hear that. And for, for, for those that were at the, in a sense, the other end of the timeline, you know, there's no connection to these stories. We don't necessarily know the people or we weren't present. But I think something in doing that, you know, when, when we come together as community, you know, we, we have to tell the story and we have to connect it because none of it stands alone. It, you know, 2022 and, when, and who we are as a group of people now does not stand alone. It's connected to what we were like two years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago. And there's something I think, guys, really important, and I'm sure for those that have been watching, you know, the, the story unfolding this week with the Queen, you know, it brings it very much to the forefront. There's just something really, really important about legacy. And the thing about legacy is it isn't just about the past because legacies are forever being made. They're always in the current as well as the ones that have been laid down and the ones that have been fought for and wrestled over. And so they're always worthy, aren't they, of recognition. And we have to clock them because they're part of where we come to today is because of legacies that people have laid down. and and we don't stop there because we are who we are as a as a community together now so it's not about getting caught in a trap of looking back and saying weren't those the good old days and then staying in a place of of slight sadness or regret or disgruntlement or whatever might come up for us but it's recognizing actually those are very real wrestles as well, potentially, maybe not for everyone, but for some of you who were around at the beginning, those might be very real parts of the journey now of like, these are not the people that I joined. I'm really sad about that. Actually, I've got a whole buttload of friends that were part of that journey in between, and they're all gone. And we can't just ignore those. If we do, it's at our peril of not being able to pick up and move on into what God now has for us as a community, so it 's not about getting trapped back there, but it is important for us I think to tell some of the stories to inspire us of what our roots are because the vision hasn 't changed, um, but how do we move on and more you know and, and get in a sense aligned with what the father's heart is for us around that vision, but as this group of people that we are today and now in two thousand and twenty two
5: want to tell another story because it sort of came to mind and i think it's quite important so um we had a, at one point sort of a, a little tent a prayer tent that the kids were doing so the kids had a prayer tent and sort of the, you could just go in and the kids would just pray for you because obviously we all can pray for one another and sort of i had a bad shoulder and one of the youngsters just prayed jesus sort of heal my shoulder and Obviously Jesus did heal my shoulder. And sort of and I think that's the thing, you know, sort of it isn't looking back and saying, Oh gosh, that happened sort of, you know, all that time ago. That's what God is doing now. Sort of God is still a healer. God still wants us to pray for one another, for healing, for sort of whatever we have needs of, you know, and it doesn't matter if we're a young Christian, an old Christian, or a a child. Sort of God is the healer, it's not us. You know, and so uh, yeah
0: so that 's why guys, over this you know over the coming weeks and months, and probably longer than that as well, you know part of what this space is is about, this gathering time, is so that we have got longer together to really come back before the Father and come back around those things that he laid down in, in you know, Andy and in Rose hearts, but then everybody that's come since and become a part of the community, because of those those things that we long to be, that we want to be a people who um, be with Jesus, who become more like Him, and do the things He did. And so that's what, you know, for for those of you that have not been a part um, of Reset and maybe are still wondering what it is, and we are all still wondering, in a sense, what it is, um, we said last year, guys, as we gathered, that we weren't going to lay out a program um, because this is about a living and active journey. both with the Father and with one another, um, we've got a sense of some of the things and where we're going to begin is just coming around some understanding of one another through looking together at, you know, when it, when it, it, when it talks about us, um, you know, we've talked a lot about being community, and I don't know what you hear when you hear that, you know, and I think one of the things that, that we want to encourage in this space increasingly is uh, are these just this curiosity, curiosity around these kind of things because every time we use a word... I'll sit with my understanding. Ro will sit with her understanding. Haley'll sit with her understanding of what that means, and we all sit around a table going, "Yeah, yeah, let's do community," <laughs> you know. But we want to wrestle out together, you know, what that actually means and how we live that out, you know, with with one another. And so I think some of the really simple things, just. Um, do you know, it, it's sometimes hard with language, isn't it? So I'll, I'll say this and then you tell me what, you, know, what you, you hear. But in our emails about reset, we've probably used the word a couple of times like commitment. We'd love, to, you, know, love you to be committed to a Wednesday night. And part of that, or no, all of that, guys, is not about we never, ever want to be a group of people where there's some sense of attendance, or unless you're there, you know, you're not part of the team, or you've got to show face. It's not about that. The value behind that and calling one another to real consistency is because it's only when we're consistent with each other that trust gets built. There is actually no other shortcut and way of doing it bar getting in a room with each other, long enough, <laughs> with enough time where we begin to get to know one another and from that place, trust can begin to build and it's when we've got that going on that real relationship, vulnerability, intimacy can deepen and that's when we can begin more and more to step out with one another like Josh said at the beginning because a lot of what we choose to do in this weird thing, we don't want to be just a people whoever come in on a Sunday and sit and listen for a little bit, worship for a little bit and go home and that's, that's kind of the day done. You know, that's not what we've called to be as a people and so there is this risk factor, there is this uncomfortable factor and the only way we can increasingly do that together and learn and grow and like Jan says, getting confident again, maybe some of us have lost our confidence in praying for the sick you know, we used to do that a lot, didn't we? You know, regularly. You know, it was a regular thing. We believe that God wants to heal. But, but we, we need to come together in order to be able to build um, in such a way and, and press into the Father together to see him do those things. So being in the room. Um, so that, that's why, guys, when we say, you know, would you come every week, it's for that reason.